Hi Rachel, what are you doing? I'm recording episode two of my Lessons from Loss podcast. That Greg Ward was an interesting chap. Who are you talking to this week? Joe Glister. Who's she? She's a woman who lost herself in her marriage and it's about the steps that she took to rediscover herself. That sounds a bit interesting. It is. There are loads of nuggets of wisdom in this one. You should take a listen. So today I'm delighted to be in conversation with Jo Glister, a woman who through the loss of her marriage lost herself and has transformed into a strong, confident woman who isn't afraid to take on challenges, not only in her running, she owns multiple hundred mile endurance run finisher buckles and multi-day endurance events, but in life as a whole. Welcome Jo. Hi, it's lovely to be here Rachel. Thank you for coming on board and, and um, agreeing to talk about your, the experiences of the loss of your marriage and yourself within that. So a few years ago when I first met you, which was I think back in 2015, probably 2016, um, you were quiet, shy, <laughs> really wouldn't say boo to a goose. Um, so what was going on for you at that time? I think back then everything was um, probably at one of its one of my worst points, um, one of my lowest points personally. Um, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I very much lost myself in the world I was then immersed in, um, and I think I'd reached the point of giving up on on myself and putting myself first. Um, and I, I felt lost in a world where I, I guess I feel like I didn't really belong. Um, I'd lost my way and I couldn't find my way out. Um, and I felt trapped in a place I didn't want to be, but I didn't know how to change it. So that must have felt quite bleak at times, perhaps, with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely um, exactly that bleak. And it wasn't until... Um, I reached out and got help but I think I realised just how bad my situation was and just how much of myself I had lost. I think when you're in that situation things happen so gradually over time that you don't realise how far down a bad path you've travelled and it takes an external factor of someone making you stop and think um, to realise just how um, much has changed in not necessarily a positive way and how much work you need to do um, for yourself to come back to who you really are. Mm. So had your marriage actually broken down, ended by that point? Not officially, but in reality, yes, very much. Mm. Um, very much living separate lives um, in separate countries even um, oh, without that without that formality of of it ending so you didn't have that sort of freedom to move on and make make decisions for yourself um because you, officially you were still in I was still in that marriage but that marriage was not a marriage it was just a trap um and it, like yeah it, it took me to get help external help from an amazing counsellor who absolutely changed my life um for me to realise what, what needed to happen. So what was the biggest impact on you at the time um, before you before you received the help? How was it impacting your life? Um, my life? My life didn't have anything to it but 
work. I became immersed in my work because it was the only thing I felt good at. And it was the only thing I suppose I didn't feel I was failing at at the time. And outside of work, my life really didn't didn't have much substance to it. It was go home, eat, watch TV, sleep and go back to work. Um, And it wasn't, you know, I, I started running a bit and I started coming to some events. But that took a lot for me because um, I'd lost a lot of my confidence. I'd lost my self-esteem. Um, so to put myself out there in that kind of environment was really difficult. And it, it wasn't, a, you know, a frequent every week thing. It was, a, um, you know, a couple of times a month I could be brave enough to do something like that. So what? how did you manage to sort of seek this help? Was it, you know, what prompted you to, to seek help? Um, I recognised that I had reached breaking point um, and I knew that I only had one of two options. One was to get help and the other was not an option really worth thinking about. I, I, I knew I was at rock bottom um, and I'd used counsellors before. I'd used a counsellor once before and I knew it could help me if I found the right person. So I knew it was the way to go. I knew it was the right step to take. And once I found the courage to take that step, um, I was fortunate enough to meet um, meet a lady who was amazing with me and was exactly what I needed at that point in my life. Mm. So what? how did that moment of courage come about that actually got you to either pick up the phone that day or send an email or however it was that you made that first initial contact? Um, it was an email and it was um, that um, that process of sending a message to someone for help. Um, and I think it came about purely because I suddenly had that that moment in my head where I wanted to get better. And um, everything had sort of got to the point where I was so lost and so um, sort of fraught all of the time that I just reached that point of desperation where it was now or never make the leap and get the help. So how how soon did you sort of start to notice a difference once you were having the counselling? Very quickly. Um, I was very lucky that within probably two to three weeks, um, I could I could easily see um, that I was being unfairly harsh on myself and that I needed to change my mindset. And the work that I did with my counsellor, I saw her every week. Um, without fail every week for nine months um, and that was sort of my process time that's how long it took me um, but within a, within two to three weeks I could see what needed to happen and what what path to take um, and we moved quite quickly um, and certainly within the first few months I was already changing and I could see that I was changing as a person and my thought process and how I behaved and how I reacted um, and, and everything that then followed that made me fix myself. Yeah, so it kind of started snowballing. It did, yeah. Actually, it goes very quickly. It can snowball very, very quickly when you're in that positive environment and when you've met someone who can help you so easily. Um, once you've taken those first few steps and you've realised those first few things, um, it's amazing how quickly everything can sort of fall into place. Um, and how how quickly you can have good um, grounding to build on to progress things. Mm. So what sorts of things did you progress? Um, first thing was uh, without doubt my confidence. You know, my self-confidence was uh, was the one thing that I'd lost so much of. 
and and I I could quickly see that I could I could gain my confidence back and I was I was stronger in believing in myself and I I had this ability suddenly to to not feel guilty anymore and you know I'd gone through that process that lots of people do when when you end a relationship that you feel guilty that you've given up and then you feel guilty that you're moving on and then you feel guilty that actually you're okay about it and once I'd sort of dealt with all of that guilt um, and I realised I had the right to be happy and the right to put myself first, I very quickly became able to change and, and grow back to, not even back to who I was before, because I'm definitely a better version of myself mm. than I've ever been. And everything I went through made me a stronger person. Um, but it, it gave me so much, that confidence came back, that self-esteem, that belief. And I quickly believe, you know, started to believe I could do anything and that all options were open to me again. And you well and truly went on and proved that. Because <laughs> how many months yeah. was it after um, after sort of starting doing that work that you went on to conquer Samphire 100? Yeah, it wasn't long, actually. Um, it was, you know, it was my counsellor that gave me the courage to, to book that race. And um, it was in one of our quite early sessions um, that I spoke about it and I spoke about how I would never be able to achieve it. Um, and within a couple of months of working with her, I had the confidence to book the race. Um, and then, you know, a few months later, I had the confidence to turn up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I had the belief to actually achieve it. Um, and yeah, a huge part that that race was a huge part of my journey and of me, you know, that, that belief in myself coming to fruition. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I've never looked back since that since that race that changed so much for me I think it's one of those things I certainly found when I completed my first hundred miler that the feeling of self-belief that I had a few days later I just wanted to bottle it yes and I felt like if I could apply that sense of self-belief that I'd got I you know what could I go on and do in my life it's an amazing feeling isn't it it is absolutely and it's exactly that it's about capitalizing on it um, and and very quickly trying to use that euphoria to to make other decisions to act quickly and um, whether it's book another race or whether it's to make some other change in your life or whether it's to, to take a step of, in some other way it you, you sort of have to channel that that belief and that amazement in yourself into into whatever it is you want to do next and yeah, that, that race enabled me to have the, the strength and the courage to do so many other things. So it sounds like there's been several turning points, really. The turning point in making that courageous step to reach out to a counsellor and, yes. and the, that, the turning point of having completed Sanfi 100. Were you yeah, still definitely. working with your counsellor at that time? Did she sort of encourage you then to capitalise on on what you'd learnt from the uh, from the Sanfire 100 experience? Yeah, definitely, definitely, she did. Um, yeah, she she was a great believer in. Well, if you've done if you've done that, something you said you could never do. You know, when we first met, you said you could never do it, but you were inspired by all these people who could. And now you're one of those people, and it's not just about using that belief you now have in yourself it's about you now need to be that inspiration for other people and mm -hmm. um, you know because 
I looked at other people with, and thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. Those people inspire me. And now I've achieved it. So I have, a, if you like, a moral responsibility to be that inspiration for other people who currently, for whatever reason, might be thinking, I can't do something. Yes. Yes, you've very much moved from the position of being the inspired to the inspirer. I hope so. I definitely hope so. Yes. Um, I'd like to think from, you know, from, from what's happened in life since then and from talking to people that that was the case. And um, it's certainly what I tried to be. I, I was very much one of these people. If I can do it, then, you know, anyone can do it. I, I wasn't the fastest runner. I'm still not the fastest runner. Um, but it's not about being fast on a hundred miler necessarily. It's about mental strength and determination. And it's about those inequalities. And, and if I can, could inspire other people to use those qualities, then that's, that's what it was all about. Yeah. So would you say you had those qualities before, before all of this happened, before your marriage? Yeah, I think I did. I think way back when, I, absolutely, I did. But I'd buried them along with so many other things um, because of the situation I was in and, and the way that I felt. The, the strongest feelings that you have are the ones that are dominant. Um, and my courage and my strength and my determination weren't the dominant characters of my personality anymore. It was the anxiety and, and, the, and the stress and the upset and the nervousness I suppose all of those negative emotions were the strongest ones so I think what I had as a person had been buried so deep they had to be on you know had to come to the surface again yes and do you think they've come back stronger without question yes yes absolutely yeah I'm, I'm definitely um more courageous than I've ever been I'm stronger than I've ever been um I have a belief have an, an, an amazing self-belief now that I can do anything I can make any decision I want to make and and the world is full of things I can go and do um I just have to do them nothing holding you back now no I mean it sounds like that's um you're such a fantastic example of someone who uh, has experienced post-traumatic growth have you heard of that um, only very briefly, not an in-depth understanding. Yeah, so um, it's basically sort of positive psych psychological change, which is experienced as a result of some adversity, which means that you actually come out of it at a higher level of functioning. So, you know, whether you want to sort of say stronger or better or more this or more that or, you know, but just that you that you come out at a, a, a stronger or just a, at a higher level place of, of functioning um, than you did before the um, the thing happened before the adversity happened that actually yeah, caused you to change definitely definitely sounds sounds like what's what, what I've been through um, and I, I'm a great believer I think Rachel of whatever we go through in life makes us who we are um, and however hard things might be um, or however hard those experiences were for me I wouldn't change them because I am, they are the reason I am who I am now. And I can, I can look myself in the mirror um, and honestly say I'm, I like myself the most I ever have. You know, I am the most yeah. proud of myself um, in my 40s than I've ever been. And that's a fantastic place to be in, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, it gives you so much um, 
comfort, I suppose, to, to be able to, to feel that way about yourself and um, the, um, the confidence and the, that I have. I have no need for validation from other people. Um, and I think that's a really powerful way to feel um, that, you know, you are good enough. I am good enough for myself. Everything else around me um, is a bonus. Um, but, but fundamentally, I am good enough for me. And that's that's a, such a powerful way to feel. Hugely powerful. I mean, people spend their whole lives trying to to gain that that belief that they are enough. Um, and yeah, you've, it sounds very much like you've cracked it, which is just you know amazing. And you know, and I think maybe having that you know that day, just having that that little glitch of courage just to go up to you I, I need help with this yeah absolutely that I think it's often you can take one small step which that you know that phys- physically emotionally back then you know it was one tiny little thing that I did but it's significant um, it changed everything and it was that one small step of reaching out for help and became one massive leap into what then happened that has basically just set up my life again um, in the best possible way. So what other things has it changed in your life positively? Um, It sounds like it's changed everything positively. I think the fundamentally that confidence you have as a person changes everything. You know, it changes the way you behave at work. It helps you, it certainly helped me um, move on in my career you know I, I have a, a more senior work position now than I had then and and a lot of that is about my confidence and my belief and my ability to to do my job and to manage other people and to play a, a, an important part and um, which helped in my running because like you say I've you know since that first hundred miler I've gone on to run 50 milers and another hundred miler and 10 and 10 and I've achieved so much you know, running wise that I didn't think I could. Um, and in addition to that, having experienced quite a lot of um, injury along the way, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a smooth, it's, it's not been a smooth path yet. No. You know, perhaps no. your determination and, and courage and belief that, that you will achieve these things has stood you in good stead to, to get through those injuries. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think injuries are always frustrating. Um, just like anything in your life where it doesn't go to plan, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If it doesn't go the way you dream in your head, there are frustrations. Um, and that will always happen. That doesn't go away, no matter who you are or how your life is or how wonderful you feel about yourself. Frustration will always be there, but it's about how you deal with it. Um, and rather than let it get on top of you and rather than let it bring you down, it's about how you manage that frustration and how you rise above it and you learn to cope with it, and you move on from it. Um, and that lesson is is applicable to every aspect of, of my life, not just, you know, the injuries I get through running. It's about setbacks I may have in any other aspect as well. And it's all about how you cope and the mental approach you take to things. Oh, it's really been quite a journey, hasn't it? It has, it has. And I think the fact that I, I, I like myself so much now and I have this belief that I am, I am the best version of me has definitely led on in my personal life to the most successful relationship I've ever had, happiest I've ever been. Um, you know, from, from a relationship now, my marriage is 
is incredibly strong and the, just the most fantastic relationship. Um, and I'm very, very lucky and I feel truly blessed to be in the position that, that I am now. Um, but I appreciate my, my relationship like I've, I've never had before because of what I've been through. And I think that's, um, that's a wonderful thing. Yes, absolutely. What other things are you grateful for? Um, I'm, I'm grateful for the humility I feel as a person because of the things I've been through. Um, and I, I'm grateful that I, I have a better understanding of mental health, um, of anxiety, um, of, of things that can really trouble people um, who don't necessarily know how to get help and to deal with things. And I think because I've been through so much of that, I can recognise certain traits or behaviours in people. Um, and I'd like to think I can reach out, try and offer some help and support um, people that I think are having a tough time for, for whatever reason. Um, I, and I have this, uh, this wonderful self-awareness um, that I believe stands me in good stead to, to, to be the best person I can be. I, I hope I'm not a selfish person. I hope I'm, um, I'm caring and I'm giving. Um, and I am that way because I'm truly grateful for the positive things in my life and, and for the, the wonderfulness that I see around me. And I, I have that, that attitude because I've come through so much adversity. Yeah, I was just thinking, you just, you know, the next thing to come on to, obviously, this is a podcast called Lessons from Loss. So what would you say were the biggest lessons that you've learned from the, from the adversity, the loss of your relationship, but I think probably more importantly, the loss of yourself during that period? Um, definitely to be kind to yourself. Um, it's one of the biggest things I realised, and it's still one of the things I say to people um, when I think it's appropriate and I, and I think it's needed. It's, it's be kind to yourself because um, we're all only human and we can only do so much at one, at one go. We can only take so many steps. Um, and if you have a bad day, you have a bad day. You can't beat yourself up over it. You know, if something goes awry, it goes awry, it's life. And you have to give yourself a pat on the back. Um, you have to celebrate the mini mountains of achievement. You have to appreciate those, those good and positive things, no matter how small they might seem. Um, so I, de I definitely, um, I've definitely learned that being kind to yourself is, is incredibly important. And believing in yourself um, is the biggest thing to change. And it's, it's often one of the hardest mm -hmm. things to change because you're, if you're like me, you've come through what you have, you're in a, in a terribly low and lonely place and you think you're the only person and you think it's the, the worst thing and you think you're in the bottom of a pit that you can't get out of. And it's having that belief to take that first step, uh, to realise that change is, is possible. You just, you have to find that inner strength to make that, that difference. Um, but it's, it's possible, it's achievable for, for everybody. But don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, so much of, of what I've achieved has been achieved because of external support. Um, I couldn't have done it on my own. Um, and, and if you can't, then you should never be afraid to reach out. 
yes, there's so many, um, gosh, so many different avenues of, of support, whether that's professional support, whether that's, and which can take so many different forms, or whether it's friends or family or colleagues. I guess, is it just instinct that leads you to the right person, I wonder? Um, I, th I think instinct leads you to the, the type of help you want to get, whether that's professional, whether that's friends and family or, or, or whatever avenue you take. I think you're within your gut, you know what you're going to be comfortable with. And there's no point going down a road of, of where you, you will be uncomfortable because you won't be able to achieve anything. But I think there's a... There's an element of a greater power, making sure you connect with the right people as well. Um, I do believe that, you know, I, I was so successful in my in my changing because of who I met. And I was I was very lucky to meet the person I did. But I had that that belief that that was made possible because that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. And the timing was perfect. But yeah, the, I, yeah, absolutely. The timing was perfect. I think things come to you in your life when the time is right um, and you can't force things. You know, you can't make things happen quicker than they're supposed to. And yeah, everything came to me at the right time. And, and since then, since, you know, I've been through, through all of that changing, um, everything that's happened to me that's come my way, I believe has come to me at the right time. There's that saying, isn't there, that I really love. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes, it's a lovely phrase. Yeah, and it's very true. It's very true. So you said earlier that you, um, you know, having sort of gone through this post-traumatic growth, if, if, you know, we can call it that, which I think we certainly can, is that you'd like to be a role model. What sort of shape or form do you see that? going in is there you know do you have sort of is this on a just on a the way that you live your life or wanting to do it on a more formal basis perhaps um, at this stage it's very much um just my everyday life and how I portray myself I I I'm a massive um, believer in integrity and um, it's very very important to me as a quality and and just me in my life I would like to be a role model for whoever um, is around me. Um, I have the fortunate position of having a stepdaughter um, and I would hope that as she grows up and matures, she, I would, you know, I would love that she looks at me and think that's the kind of person I want to be like, or I want to be a bit like, you know, it'd be wonderful for her to look at certain qualities in me and think, oh, that's, that's how I want to be as a person. Um, perhaps later in my life, when when my you know my professional life is quieter, <laughs> and perhaps there's an opportunity for me to do something something else with with this this type of role model or ability to sort of be involved in younger lives. Um, but at the moment, it's it's me living my best life and being being true to myself and. And as I say, hopefully helping my stepdaughter to grow into a wonderful young lady. Yeah, which in turn spreads out ripples because yeah, her absolutely. friends will see how she behaves yes. when she yes, goes you... on to have children. You know, it's those those ripples spread far and far and wide. 
Yeah, you touch one person and, and exactly that, they touch however many other people and, and onwards and onwards. And yeah, yeah, very much like pay it forward when you know you do a good thing for someone and they're inspired to do a good thing for someone else and just creating that, that positivity and in, in the world you live in. Yes, absolutely. So as we sort of draw to a close, what would be your one final tip for somebody who is perhaps experiencing loss at the moment? What would what piece of advice or or gem of information would you pass on to them? Other than just um, being a shining role model in <laughs> in how you live your life. <laughs> um I suppose it's it's just don't be afraid don't be afraid to reach out to take that step and to believe and it will be potentially the hardest thing you've ever done but the rewards available by doing it are so great and the opportunities that follow with your life and to be able to change your life and be happy in your life are so great that you owe it to yourself to make that step because get one chance in this life one chance to, to live it and to be happy and every single person is worth it so if you're in that position and, and you feel you will quite often feel like you're, you're not worth it but the reality is you have just as much right for happiness and contentment as, as anyone um, and it's to it's to be brave and it's to, to reach out and to, to make that first step fantastic Really good advice and uh, a lesson in there for all of us, I think. Thank you so much, Joe, for, you know, for, your, for coming and sharing your experiences and everything that you've learned. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to gain something really beneficial from listening to this. Thank you so much. I, you're very welcome. I hope, I hope it helps somehow, even if it helps one person to make one change, then it's, that's the benefit. I really enjoyed that conversation with Joe, and I hope that you did too. So many words of wisdom in there to take away and apply to our own lives. If this podcast has brought up stuff for you, please do reach out to your support network, which does of course include the Samaritans. Taking that first courageous step may be the point at which you begin to change your life too. Huge thanks to everyone within my support network, to Jamie Farrell for the beautiful music he produced, and finally, thanks to you for listening. I'll be back in two weeks' time with another guest.